Blog Talk Radio. I have an emergency. What is your location? Amen. There really is. And so welcome to Rescue Radio. Um, Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you are God. Thank you, Lord God, that in the midst of all of this, our lives, the craziness, the insanity of trying to figure out what's what and who's who, you are the Lord God. And we thank you that you are the one who defines and determines the beginning from the end. Lord, and so I pray tonight that your will would be done in and through us completely. We yield ourselves as your vessels, Lord God. And may those who are joining us tonight also be encouraged in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So, Lord, we're asking for freedom, which means peace, freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear, freedom from guilt, shame, and condemnation. And so as your word brings us that place to that place of revelation, I pray that you give us eyes to see it, ears to hear it, and a heart to to receive the revelation of that truth. So many times, Lord, I believe your spirit is showing us stuff and we just can't quite get it because there's blocks and walls and filters. So tonight, take down those walls and filters. Remove those spirits that would snatch your word out of our minds and hearts. I bind every spirit of confusion, disruption, distraction, any technical difficulties. They are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father, for giving us power over all the power of the enemy, that nothing shall by any means hurt us or harm us, Lord God. You said whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Whatever you release into this kingdom is released in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Father, this night we thank you for those great privileges. Also, the great gift of forgiveness to be able to release people from the judgments that they have put upon themselves, that they have accepted from the enemy and others, Father, that the spirit of your holy forgiveness will bring truth and freedom uh, to us, Lord God. If we would just see how you have worked to bring us to grace and mercy, and liberty and the enemy has done so much to try to bind us and deceive us, Lord. Let it be seen tonight. I thank you, Lord God, that you gave us salvation as a free gift, that we cannot earn it, we don't deserve it, we can't buy it, pay for it. It all came from your love, your grace, and your goodness, Lord God, and it's um, cost you everything in the terms of Jesus Christ. And so thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for us. We also thank you, Father, for divine protection tonight over all of us, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no action taken will be able to be used by the enemy to bring forth any shame, trouble, or reproach. I pray, Father God, that you teach us how to walk in your peace and your forgiveness in our words and conversations, our relationships, our communications, our thoughts, that the enemy cannot get into our lives to bite, divide, devour, destroy, or deceive us, that he cannot tangle us up. Lord, because you are the faithful witness and the wonderful counselor. So, God, I pray that you guide us now. We speak as the oracles of God. We thank you, Father, for this year that you've given us with Rescue Radio. And so we're saying, happy birthday, Rescue Radio. Yeah, this is this the official day? Is it right to the day? Of the well, birthday? no, it's not quite right it's to the close, day. It's, it's close, but it's, we started yeah. in March of way back in 14. Yeah, Seems like a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, but we just kind of got going, and it's been a it's been a great time. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I've been the kind of the roving host co-host. Yeah, and in I've, and out, I've, up I've, and down. I've been kind of in and out, up and down. But you know, I'm I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, uh, God's worked a lot through this, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people I understand. You know, whether if they're not able to listen live to us. Mm-hmm. Are able to get on the archive and mm-hmm. and uh, follow follow us that way. Yeah. Which uh, if they follow us, if we could follow ourselves, sometimes I feel like I'm very attention deficit in some ways. I'm not labeling myself, but I have so many things to say all the time, and so many topics that come to my mind that I try to pick a subject and I stay on it for about two weeks, and then I go off on something else. And and you know, it's it's I, I'm sure I'm flowing in the spirit. I'm sure it's right with what somebody needs to hear, but it seems like uh, you know getting an agenda accomplished, like, for example, I want to, this coming year, speaking of new things, um, discipline, be disciplined to walk through more of the internal deceptions. Uh, A lot of people out there, Jerry, they're talking about, you know, the outward deceptions, and we get our fill of that. Right, we get our fill of that. You get onto any any, uh, 
website where they're looking at uh, the the what's really going on, you know, underneath yeah. the under layers of, of the news, the conspiracies, external and stuff, all the the demonic uh, uh, overlays, rig- agendas, yeah. agendas and substratum that are going on. Um, you know, what we we can look at that, but where does that come from? It comes from mm-hmm. what's going on within. Well, uh, not only that, but hearts. there's so many times when I listen to these programs, it's nice to be informed. It's nice to know, and it's nice to know that you can't believe hardly anything you hear out there, especially on television. And, and But the other problem is there's not a whole lot you can do about it. And it's just like, okay, I know this now. Yeah, okay. Um, someday if I look out my window and I see a giant standing out there, okay, I'll, I won't be shocked. But what can I do about it? It's mm-hmm. the internal things that, that bring freedom and liberty, and that's where the kingdom of God dwells is within us. And so that's one of my um, hopes for this uh, coming year yeah, is and, the internal deceptions to help people really get free from the lies. Yeah, and really that's what it really is. It's to, to live uh, righteously and godly and, and effectively in this present evil world. We, we uh, need to come to that place, and we have that in Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all there in Christ. It's just a matter of discovering what we already have. It's yeah. just like we've got a, we've got a, 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 you know, we think we don't, yeah. we don't have this and we don't have that, and actually, our house is full of it if we just go to the right yeah. places and and find it and get it out and use it. So well, you know, you've heard that say, saying, the answer is in the house, and mm-hmm. God has as the faithful uh, Lord over us given us whatever it is we need to do what he needs to have us to do today. It may not be all that we need for two years from now, but at the same time, we're learning to live in this present moment and not become anxious. And Jesus Christ has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Right it's now. all right mm-hmm. there in him. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things that we really like to do here is uh, have you call in. Yeah, uh, people yeah. That's been that the best part. That is that's the highlights best, of this last that's year. That's the best time we've had people calling in from you know different parts of the United States, and uh, yeah. we've had uh, you know from young kids to mm-hmm. grandmas to call yeah. in, and every, everybody in between. But yeah. again, tonight, if you have a uh, a topic or question, something that you're wondering about, something that's really uh, bugging you, or you just Search say, "What about an this?" or "What about that?" Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Three four seven two one five eight zero five one. Again, three four seven two one five eight zero five one. You know, in this last year, we just want to thank everybody too because it seems like we have been learning how to do this. I mean, um, we do a lot of speaking, talking, preaching, um, but it's it's a whole new ball game to speak into a microphone. Um, looking at some styrofoam, so it's looking back at you, <laughs> pretending that those are people looking at you. No, but anyway, you know when you're when you're talking with us on the phone, that just makes it so much more real. Yeah. And so um, again, thank you for putting up with us as we've kind of learned how to drive in mm-hmm. this last yeah. year. And and you know we've had some absolutely wonderful guests that oh, have yeah. called in. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the finest in all the land have called in, and many of those shows mm-hmm. have been some of our yeah, we most had, popular shows yeah. that people have you know heard about them and mm-hmm. uh, gone on in the archives to uh, yeah, like we had Doug Woodward on the Blood Moons and speaking of Blood Moons, there's another one coming up April fourth. So if you mark your calendar, by the way, there's also a total solar eclipse on the twentieth of March. That's in uh, it's, uh, next Friday, I think. I yeah, don't know if week, we'll be able to a see a week from it. this coming Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But these are all signs in the skies and the times. Uh, so we've had Doug. And he talked to us about the blood moons. We've had um, people who've talked to us, Karen Steenfinch, about health and nutrition, and Sarah Lee about gardening and organic gardening, and Dr. Right, Pat. and we've had the uh, Gilberts. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Gilberts. On, oh, yeah, and then they're all about, um, uh, you know, scientific things like DNA and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, what's going on in, in, in transhumanism and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all the efforts being made to modify mm-hmm. human DNA and combine yeah. uh you know, human DNA with animal DNA and yeah. then with machines and so forth like that. It's just bizarre stuff, but it's actually going on. And we had uh, Dr. Pat yeah. with us, who who is a very uh, effective in uh, making us aware of uh, Christians that are being severely persecuted mm-hmm. for their faith mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah, we had uh, Reuben David. He talked to us about uh, God and and uh, the, the understanding, the simplicities that are truly in Christ. 
that many people get very mixed up and complicated. And some of the things, too, that, you know, he, as he brought out, some of the things mm-hmm. that are going on in the professing church these yeah. days that are really getting away from and, the biblical yeah, and then we had we had Dennis and Kathy Demar. We had her; she's a fellow counselor, and uh, and then we've had you guys. And thank you again for the the good questions that even that the children were bringing. So, if you have any suggestions, I mean, things you'd like us to cover, I think that'd be so super. It would actually be kind of helpful because when we have so many things to sort through and figure out what we'd like to talk about, your questions or emails would be so. Um, Helpful in, in yeah. determining what that we're might be. We're running out of material or things to talk, <laughs> no, to talk about not. anytime soon. I That's think the, the problem. The difficult thing is to decide. Okay, what is it? Yeah. Of all the things that we could talk about, what what's mm-hmm. it going to be this time? Yeah. And so to sort it out, and then mm-hmm. when we do talk about a topic, we don't want to just uh, uh, ramble. Bring out so much stuff that you just like. Drinking out, it's drinking out of a fire hydrant, yeah. you know that sort of thing. So, so that's really that's the I think that's the hard part of the show is just trying uh, trying. I hate that word. You know that people, right? Um, knowing uh, just exactly discerning what it is, how to move, because in what topic area or what venue? Because there are so many people with issues and questions and struggles in so many personal areas. Right. And, but they always kind of boil down to the same basic things, just believing lies, which is a good thing that we all it's kind of can simplify. But mm-hmm. um, And then, of course, understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ. We spend a lot of time talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right, right. And that's that's really the key. It's it's That's the power of God on mm-hmm. salvation is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And really, it's all right there. The, the freedom that we're looking for, the peace that we're looking for. The overcoming the of, of the devices of Satan—it's mm-hmm. all found there in Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, Margie, that uh, happens a lot uh, with people is there is uh, offense. We are offended. Um, Jesus said there there will be offenses that will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, so. Now, I actually let's, have a let's talk that. about that a little bit. Uh, yeah. There are people, you know, uh, I've, you know, and we've all heard this. People say, "Well, I was so offended." offended. So, so, so there, there are things that people do to offend us, and then there are on our end, we we take the offense. Now, mm-hmm. can we talk a little bit about that? Well, right yeah. There? Let's look for a second in the in the scripture. I like the fact that Jesus brings this up and mentions it right in the middle of Matthew 18. He says um, he's talking about you know offending children, he, and uh, it would be better for that one who causes one of these little ones to who believe in me to sin or stumble. It would be better for him for a millstone to be hung around his neck, and he would be drowned in the depths of the sea. Whoa, verse seven. Uh, this is Matthew eighteen seven. Woe to the world because of offense, for offense must come. But woe to that man by whom the offense comes. So what he's saying here is that offenses are everywhere. Uh, it's just like unfairness, injustice is everywhere. This world is set up to be unfair, and that creates an offense because there's injustice, and an injustice is I'm offended, I'm hurt because it wasn't fair, it wasn't right what they did to me, um, how they treated me, or they didn't love me. I think the bottom line is we all instinctively, by the grace of God, know that we are to love and be loved. And when people uh, withhold their love from us, we we either take it personally and get very, very hurt, or we believe those lies and begin to believe that we are what they said we are, what they say we are. Right, and then there's uh, rejection, too. In other words, and now, people can, uh, we're endeavoring to do that which is good, mm-hmm. and, and if people may receive, may receive that or they may reject that. Mm-hmm. So, so part of the offense is sometimes that we are, we are rejected for one reason or another. Now, Well, um, can I say this? Yeah. That um, a lot of times we wait for another person to either accept and bless and receive and endorse us, before we accept, bless, and endorse ourselves, and I just was talking with someone just real recently, how they said, well, you know, we're talking about body image, for example, and especially when you're young, and you know, you're in that mm-hmm. school age years or whatever, yep. and you're waiting for everybody to see how you know wonderful you are, and of course they're all waiting for you to tell them how wonderful they are, 
And in the, in the process, it becomes kind of a competition of jealousy, whether it's in sports or beauty contests or spelling bees or whatever it is. And so we're taking our uh, cue about who we are from what other people are saying about us. And when they don't give us that kind of validation, we look to humans for the validation that only God can give. Then we get offended. We get hurt because it goes down to the bottom line. You did not owe, you didn't pay me what you owed me. And the, the debt is love. Um, oh, no, man, any this, anything except that you love one another. And I know sometimes it's just like it's such a tangle because, um, you know, you've been in families where, um, you know, they're picking up offenses. They're just touchy, you know, oversensitive. Uh, you know, somebody, one of the members of the family, you know, says a word or looks at you wrong or, or uh, freaks out and everybody gets. Or rejects your. Or, and we're just very intolerant, I think, of. Yeah. Uh, it says love covers a multitude of faults or sins or, you know, misbehavior. Not that we're going to endorse it, but at the same time, we need to know that if we want mercy, we have to give mercy. If we want forgiveness, we have to forgive. Get, we have to give forgiveness. So let me, I want to ask you a question here about this. Um, yeah, Jesus said there are offenses that are going to come. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are things... Um, is it possible for us to um, be offended but not be offended? In other words, <laughs> where people could they they would they would come against us, uh, criticize us, reject us, treat us unjustly, unfairly. Uh, how do we handle that? Okay. I mean, can we? Mm-hmm. Is it possible to just say let it? roll off like water off a duck's back? Well, you're saying, how, how do we... Is it possible, in other words, you're saying, is it possible to be offended and not take it personally? Not take... Yes. That's, yeah, it is absolutely possible because Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Blessed is he who is not picking up the offense. Blessed is he who is not taking it personally. And that is exactly where it has to... Because, number one, you can only do that if you know who you are in Christ. And you know that you already have been validated completely, endorsed by God. That doesn't mean you're perfect and you never make a mistake and you never say a wrong word and people don't ever misunderstand you because obviously they do and obviously the devil's out there poking and pinching on everybody he can to get a little strife and contention going because that's what he loves. He loves strife and bitterness and contention and division. And if you notice, he's trying to set humans against humans constantly. And the Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, you know, body to body to body. We've wrestled against principalities and, and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places that are aggravating our differences, whether it's a difference that the devil, you know, highlights with whether it's color or race or culture or, you know, uh, disposition of any kind, any kind of difference. He uses that to isolate us, make us feel bad, different, not worthy, um, don't fit in, rejected, and it just goes from there. So you really need to know who you are and be okay with who you are. I mean, even little kids are already, uh, you know, taking, you know, the uh, feedback that they're getting from the people, the culture, the, their parents or their peers around them, and beginning to form a concept of themselves that is all about me. It's all about what do you think of me? And we can't, and that's not what Jesus said to do, Get get be real concerned about what people think about you paul says i don't care what you think about me you know i've got to stand for the truth and i can't let my personal you know um feelings get in the way of that and and so what happens when people get so tangled up in the in the he said she said he did she did you can go around and you'll never untangle that it's it's just impossible so what you really need to do is take that brave step of just saying you know what god I'm turning this whole mess over to you. I'm turning these crimes committed against me, against us, by the enemy. Turn it over to God and and recognize that it is a spirit of strife or bitterness or contention or division. And again, going back to the the whole premise of this perf of this world is injustice. It's not justice. It's injustice. And we were built by God to want justice, to love justice, and to hate injustice. In all, almost everything in this world is unjust in one way or another. That's right. And so when it's unjust, what we're, what, number one, then secondly, we're made by God to hate things that are not fair, so we're going to try to fix it. So we're motivated to, um, to make it right. Bring justice and make it right. Make it fair. And yet there's nothing fair about anything. And so underlying every 
um, burst and injustice. So are, are we to come into a place where we realize that things are not fair? I mean, do we? how do we come to a place of acceptance? Because so many things, you know, it's the, you go all the way back from a little kid, two little kids, you know, they've got the, uh, right. you know, the, the, the soda. I know. Uh, they already know what's fair and not fair. They know what's fair. But how do we get to the point how where, do I? yeah. I can, how do, do I? How do you, I? You, 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 I you really you. love that uh, uh, phrase, don't who you? Who said that? You how see, the I? thing is, number one, number one, recognize the world we're living in is a world of war, conspiracy, injustice. So accepting the fact hating that, of God. Accepting the fact that things are not going to be fair. And secondly, that, that I can't fix them. Okay. Do I accept it? It is what it, what it is, really. I mean, that's what this world is. That's not what the kingdom of God is to be in yeah. this world. That's not what our relationship with each other in, through the kingdom of God is to be, but that's what it is if you're going to go by the world standards. So what do you do when things are not fair? Number one, you know you are in no position to fix it. You're, all we need is mercy. We need forgiveness. You know, if you need, God is very clear about that. He says, if you want forgiveness, forgive. If you want mercy, be merciful. If you want to pick onions, plant onions. You know, you're not going to, uh, that's just the way it is. And so really your determination of how well you're going to do in the judgment is how well you did in giving mercy to others. Now, that doesn't mean mean we tolerate a bad thing. And we can go off for just a second in that, if you let me say this, that a lot of times people, I've said this before, um, you say, well, should we just accept everything people are doing then? Just let them uh, go off and do their horrible, wicked, ungodly things. Well, you know, they're going to do their behaviors because they're believing lies. My, my choice is to distinguish or separate them out, their, their being from their behavior, and, and to continue to love them, forgive them, and realize that they are under the influence of a demonic spirit or, or a program that is actually causing them to misbehave and, and, and choose that. For example, can I just elaborate on this a little bit? Because a lot of people are really hung up on, for example, homosexuality. And how do I handle this? And it's a really tricky situation because it's all tangled up with love. And, and people are saying, well, if you love, you're supposed to love people. And if you love them, then you have to love their behavior. That's not what God ever said. That's not what parents do. Uh, when your child, you love your child, and when they misbehave, you don't say, well, because I love you, I'll just let you go ahead, go ahead and do that. Because um, I wouldn't want to discourage you in any way, even though that behavior may get you dead on the highway or something. You know, So... The parent is distinguishing between the child, their being, relationship with that child as, as their child, and, and the, the behavior. And so when I already love you, and you come to me and you threaten me to say, you've got to accept what I'm doing, or you're not loving me, I'm saying, what, what are you talking about? I already love you. Um, you know, a, a person who's gay or, or whatever, they might come to say, you know, you need to accept my behavior. And I, if we can't distinguish between their being and their behavior, then we're going to be all tangled up and we'll say, well, I, I, I don't know. God says, blah, blah, blah. The word is this. And how can I, if I go with that, then I've got it, Then you're going to be in trouble later on and I will be, have blood on my hands because I didn't tell you, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, if I already love you, and I, it's no different than someone who's tangled up with gossip or someone who's tangled up with bitterness. They have an eternal soul that is being in jeopardy, that is in jeopardy right now because they can't see through the lies or the filters or the, or the grip of Satan. And they're, trying, they're defending their behavior and trying to get you to endorse their behavior to prove that you love them. But that is, you know, if you grab me around the neck and say you're going to love me or else, you're going to accept my behavior or else, what have you got? Have you got my love? No. no. You, you've just coerced me, which is the antithesis of love. Okay, what about, now say, okay, say we're doing something, we love that person, but we don't appreciate their behavior. That other person is going to perceive, because you don't accept your, my behavior, you don't love me, and then what happens? Then they can come to a place of playing the victim. Well, that's we're true. We're a victim. No, I mean, we, yeah. Obviously, we can't control what other people perceive. Right. But 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 that that's a progression where if you don't okay, you say you love me but you don't accept my behavior, uh they can't accept that we love them without accepting their behavior mm-hmm. and they say, "Well, because you don't accept um 
well, we me can... and my behavior, therefore you really don't love me and you're I am I am okay. a victim of your intolerance. That's the perception. Right. That, but that if you have to flip the coin have. of tolerance over and say, you know what? I could say as a believer, you're not tolerating my Jesus. You're not p- permitting me to have my religious uh, behavior. You're not loving me. Because truly, if they did love me, for me, and I loved them for them, and we all, all loved each other the way God wants us to love each other, there would not these behaviors would not even be there. So how, and the other part of it too, is that if we uh, approve or we give them the message that we approve of, the, of a behavior yeah. God hates, mm-hmm. how are they ever going to get out of that behavior? Well, yeah, that's, the, that's the issue. It's not my job, really. I mean, yes, I am here to, to preach the truth. And, and to, you need to, we always get sta- tangled up in the weeds of the surface of issues, and we don't go down to the mm-hmm. roots. You know, in the, in the beginning, God declared who we are. We're his sons and daughters made in his image. And he did not create us to be addicted. He didn't create us to be perverted. He didn't create us to be, uh, you know, victims. But once we get born and thrown into the snake pit, all that stuff gets forced on us. We learn to believe, according to the devil's instructions, that we are what we do. Everybody out there is pressing the responsibility button. I've got to do something to have something, to be something, and I am what I do. And if I do well, then I am good. If I don't do well, I need to work harder. And that's why so many people are, are they're all tangled up. They think that's, that's the way God does it too. That's not the way God does it. God says, you guys were in desperate need of rescue. There wasn't anything you could do to save yourself. You're drowning in the middle of the ocean and there's no rescue ships around. So he sent his rescue ship in the middle of that ocean to rescue whosoever will. Doesn't it boil down to this, that as believers in Christ, if we just are following the Spirit of God, being obedient, you know, to the Lord, uh, that's all we can do. We're not responsible for the attitudes of people around us. Mm-hmm. We have to just well, be doing the right thing, saying the right thing. But that is if you're walking in the Spirit. If but you're the, walking in the Spirit. But people go back and forth between the flesh or the soul mind, will, and emotions, and the spirit all the time. And so it's like a ping-pong, ricochet, messy match, because you never know what's going on. You really need to solidify. We need to be solid in who we are and know where we are from and the Word of God, that the Word of God, God's Word, is absolutely, bottom line, It that is it. That determines everything. It determines placement, salvation. It's We're God's servants. They're God's servants. God is working on them. I'm not trying to fix anybody, but I will, I will, if they're willing, if they want to, I will show them how it is. Jesus Christ could have been the most offended, victimized person that ever lived. Oh. He was the, he, you could have said he was abused beyond measure. Uh, he was shamed. He was shunned. He was beard plucked out, mocked, uh, criticized. And for what? He said, for what good work are you stoning me that day? They, they tried to stone him. For what good work are you criticizing or, or crucifying me? Right. And he, he did everything right. He totally uh, walked in the Spirit. And yeah. that's I, part of it. As believers, we are learning to walk in the Spirit. It's not just all of a sudden, okay, I give my life to Jesus. I'm just, I walk in well, the Spirit 24-7. Well, they criticized him. Remember, they, they said, we're not born of fornication. We're of our father Abraham. You, you know, they just they criticize his, his everything, his birth, his bloodline, uh, his, you know, declaration that he was the son of God and all kinds of things. They, they were just after, after him. him constantly. For and yet everything. Picky, picky, picky. He answered them one time. He answered in a very interesting way. He says, I know where I'm from. I know where I'm from. You don't know where you're from. I know where I'm from. And because he knew he where he was from, that made all the difference. He was the son of God come from come down from heaven and that made him able to re- be resist, if you will, the accusations because they, they weren't about him. He, he even said that to us. When they reject you, they've not rejected you. They've rejected me. So don't make it about you. When they hate the gospel, then they hate you. It's because they hate me. They hate the gospel because they're, this world, the God of this world, hates the gospel of Jesus Christ because he knows it is the only 
way to salvation. It is the only way out of this mess. And he he's bound and determined to cause no one to find that way. So the 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 Paul talked about the offense of the gospel. Right. Now, so if we live righteously, there's there's a conviction that comes to people by the Holy Spirit, the offense of the gospel, because so so evil is offended by good yeah. and truth. Well, I want to just read here what the Apostle Peter said regarding this um, in the context of suffering. First Peter two twenty one through well twenty three. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Okay? Mm-hmm. So yeah. here, here's an example for us to follow yeah. regarding and that, yeah. offense, regarding right. suffering, regarding persecution, regarding injustice, mm-hmm. regarding uh, misunderstanding. Verse 22, who did no sin... Neither was a guile found in his mouth. So he was did not sin. He was not deceitful, not dishonest. Yeah. Who, when he was reviled or you know, mm-hmm. criticized, yeah. uh, unjustly criticized, mm-hmm. made fun of, uh, rebuked, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. He was quiet to be before Pilate. But committed himself to, to him. him that judges. Righteously, that was his faith in God, wasn't it? He he trusted that the Father would make it right. And I think when people are offended, this the, the first thing we need to do is recognize if there has been a crime of injustice committed against you or misunderstanding. The first and most important thing that you and I need to do is recognize that that crime must be judged, but not by me. And if I am the plaintiff, I cannot be the judge. So I immediately turn. My, the crime committed against me, whether it's the withholding of love or it's the judging unjustly and criticizing unfairly, blah, blah, blah. I immediately find myself a good judge. And I got the best judge in the universe. His name is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the righteous judge of all the earth. And I say to him, I say, okay, God, you see this crime. You see how the enemy has even stirred up my brother, my sister against me or, or this, this one. And Lord, don't lay it to their charge. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And that a heap of judgment off of us, because if you hold someone in judgment, or they hold you in judgment, or they are bitter against you, it's like sending a curse against your life. And sometimes at work you wonder, why why is my day going so bad? Because someone at work is is judging you, uh, holding a bitterness, a judgment against you, and immediately you want to forgive them, release them from your judgment, turn the crimes of, of, of you know, whatever it is, uh, gossip or backbiting or whatever it is, over to the Lord God and say, Lord, you judge it and remove from both of us the spirit of bitterness, contention, uh, rejection. And a lot of times people are very, very wounded, and so they're living behind walls. They're living looking for an offense. They're living uh, with a chip on their shoulder um, because they're very angry and they don't know what to do with that anger. Going back to injustice, you know, if you're if you recognize anger in your life, anger is energy and a sensitivity to injustice, then there's a lot of, of um, stuff in your world that's not fair, not right, because you're mad or you're it, there's sometimes the anger can be kind of a, a smoldering anger or, a uh, you know, what a sideways anger. Uh, you know, you're mad at somebody, so you kick the dog or slam the cupboard door or whatever you do. So that but sometimes that anger, just because you don't know where to project it or, or direct it, you actually uh, internalize it. And sometimes like, little kids will do that. They'll say, well, it's my fault. You know, mom and dad are divorced. Or, it's my fault. Mom and dad are always fighting because if I'd be a better kid. So they're taking the, the, the tension, the energy, the rejection, the anger in the air, and they're turning it inside. Also, sometimes, you know, if you don't know who to get mad at or there's too many of them for you to get justice, you'll just swallow that anger and that becomes bitterness. And that's what bitterness is, is just swallowed anger. At, that's accumulated over a long period of time. So our job is 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 to forgive. Our our job mm-hmm. is to to love the Lord, love people, obey the Lord, and part of the obedience is 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 simply forgiving. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you a question. Uh, say a an earthly judge, say a district court judge. Mm-hmm. He. Uh, on what basis does he make his decision? 
<laughs> the law. The law. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his own personal opinions and okay. probably some bribery. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how it works now, but you know, God is the righteous to us. He doesn't take bribery. He doesn't take bribes. He 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 knows the word. But what, the point I was wanting to make here is that a, a judge, if he's going to make a correct decision, he has to know the law. Okay. Yeah. And he has to know the facts of the case. Right. Faithful witness would be Jesus. What Christ. really? happened here mm-hmm. and why did it happen okay well and, and i think jesus christ of course as the faithful witness and the wonderful counselor knows all of those things but i also know that because god is faithful to complete the work he's begun in us in hebrews chapter 12 it's it's, it's interesting how <clears throat> when bitterness takes over takes root and we're not walking in love and grace towards one another it can also create physical problems health issues. For example, in Hebrews, it says here, chapter 12, it says, um, I'm going to start with uh, verse 11. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness in those who are trained by it. So we are going to go through a few little training episodes and chastenings because God is raising us up and teaching us, qualifying us. And he says, therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down in the feeble knees. This could just demonstrate depression, exhaustion, anxiety, weakness, intimidation, timidity, and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. I I see that word path as a relationship. uh, Relationships are paths. Between me and you, there's a path. Now, if that path is, is strewn with offense, broken promises, broken glass, uh, you know, I'm not going to want to run along that path very often, and I'll be very careful when I do. And pretty soon we'll just not go on that path anymore. But he says, make straight paths for your feet so that what is, um, is lame may not be dislocated or may get worse, but rather be healed. So when we're walking along a path that is um, uh, filled with pain, disappointment, then he says in verse 14, pursue peace with all men. And holiness without which no one will see the Lord. What does that mean? That means pursue it. That means pursue peace. Go after peace um, with all men as much as is possible, he says. Live at peace with people. Looking diligently lest any one fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness spring up, springing up cause trouble. And by this many become defiled. Now, how does, what's he talking about? He says, looking diligently. Be careful. Be aware. Be quick to... Um, Use the grace that God is giving you to forgive, to overlook, to bless, to um, to love them, lest that bitterness spring up into a tree and cause more bitterness, more gossip, more backbiting, more people to be offended. So I think a lot of times, you know, Jerry, when we're walking in the in the spirit, God is giving us ample grace to get through this. Jesus said, "I'm the way." There's always a way through all kinds of discord. But if you're if you're if you're if you're not confident about who you are and or the other person is not confident about who they are, if they're not satisfied with who they are in Christ, if the enemy still eggs them on and gnaws away at them and they're still feeling insecure or sensitive or not good enough or don't like themselves. I mean, people, I, I was raised in a family where if you liked yourself, that was vanity. That was pride. You didn't want to get a big head. Well, that's a lie because if you don't like yourself, if you're not satisfied with what God created in you, then you've disagreed, disagreed with God. You've, you've got to come into an agreement with, I, I'm okay. Thank you, God, for making me the way you wanted me, and I'm happy with that. Now, maybe, you're, maybe you're, your nose is bigger than somebody else's nose, or maybe your, you know, your eyebrows are you know, too far apart or something. I don't care. <laughs> but it's not about what you look like. It's, I mean, yes, we're going to be groomed, and we're going to do the best with what we have, and you know, it's okay to color your hair and paint the barn if you need to, but... Um, by that, I mean, you know, don't look like you just crawled out of bed when you go somewhere. Fix yourself mm-hmm. up a little bit. But at the same time, be happy. Don't make, be, because when you don't, your life is still all about me. And when it's all about me, you will pick up an offense. You will be upset. You will be offended because, you know, you're taking it personal. So it goes down to the bottom line. Jesus knew who he was. 
He did not take anything personal. He knew it was all about him dying on the cross. He knew they were not going to understand it. He knew they were, they were going to hate him for this. He knew that was what he was walking right into was death, the cross. He knew that from the foundation of the world. And he knew exactly what it was he was going to go do, and he faced it. And he died on the cross. I don't think it was at all pleasurable, but God gave him the grace to get through it. And that's exactly this. A lot of our trials and tests, you know, they, we could get a little bloody and beat up and scarred, but God gives you the grace to get through it. And that's what a spiritual battle is. It's going in, but knowing that you're going to get what you need to get through it with victory. How would you distinguish between uh, discernment and judging? Oh, well, I have a story for that. Good. You know, <laughs> um, discernment, okay, judging. Now, I have an apple tree that grows out in my front yard close to the street. And um, I see that apple tree out my window every day, and I look at it, and after a year or so of watching it, I see that the apples are wormy, the tree is all full of scales, it's not doing well, and I can discern that that tree needs some fertilizer and some tender love and care. Or I can go down and judge the apple tree by cutting it down. Now, if the apple tree is my apple tree, I can freely judge it by cutting it down. But if I am judging your apple tree that's lo- that I'm looking at out my window, and I don't like it because it's not healthy, I go out there, take the axe, chop down your tree, that is called judging. God said, he, Jesus said, by their fruits you shall know them. We must examine the fruit, and we must look at what's coming out of our churches, what's coming out of our mouths, what's coming out of our families. You know, what you put in is what you get out. What, what Everything can be determined by the fruit of it. Yeah. It's like uh, Jude said that we're to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered unto the, unto the saints. Now, mm-hmm. here, here's the deal. Paul, the Apostle Paul, a good share of the epistles that he wrote were to correct abuses and things that were going wrong. So mm-hmm. we're at the place, too, where, yes, we maybe we're not chopping down the tree, but we need to just look at, hey, we need to discern, say, hey, there are a lot of unbiblical things going on in the church today, and it's not a matter of say, well, you know, we just have to let it go, we just have to show love, and we, you know... We just have to tolerate that. But that's not what God well, is saying to us. Well, I, I believe that, you know, I guess the first question we can, we can always ask is, well, what would Jesus Christ do? There were times when he went into the temple and threw out the money changers, and there were other times he walked by and he didn't do anything. He didn't get political. He was very unpolitical, if you ask me. I don't think he did a whole lot of political anything, really. He didn't make his life about political parties or politics or Rome or anything. I mean, yeah, they brought up Caesar and things like that, but... He knew his whole mission was what it was about, was to die on the cross. Now, going back to what we see going wrong in places, that is where we are tempted to dive in and judge or pick up offenses, going back to offenses. And the first thing we need to know is, what is my real job here? My real simple job is to know that each one of these people has an eternal soul, and secondly, that each one of these people is being supremely deceived. Third, that I could myself be deceived. Mm-hmm. That I need to stay in the Word of God, walk in His Spirit, and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when I'm seeing the bad fruit, my first reaction, I think this is why we go to the second word of overwhelmed. I think people are overwhelmed because they see so much pain and so much discord and uh, false doctrine and mixed up gospel in people's lives. And because of that, people are dying, literally dying. They're giving up, they're depressed, they're killing themselves, they're overeating, undereating, whatever they're doing. They're not making it. And that makes me mad because it's not right. But I have to go back to knowing this, that each one of us is really God's problem. I am a servant. I can't do everything. I can, I can only do what God is calling me to do. And I want to do it not only with faithfulness, Jerry, but I want to do it with, with rest and rejoicing. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not perfect, and some days it's easier than other days. But Well, well yeah, the, the overwhelming part is if you look at 
behind-the-scenes news sources and, and do a lot of reading about what the spiritual, the, the, the hugely diabolical yeah. network and conspiracy yeah. that has touched everything where Satan has a counterfeit for, for every little detail that God has. He hasn't has. missed one thing. Yeah. He hasn't. No. Even the toothpaste one. you're using has Dang. been corrupted. <laughs> it's right, just, right. You so, notice on the back of the toothpaste so, it says, this is poison, don't eat it. And if you go to your kid eats it, go to the poison control, call this number. But they make it taste like bubble gum. Yeah. So, so what you, kid isn't going to eat that? You give the kid bubble gum flavored toothpaste and then you have the number on it for calling poison that's control. The, that's the double message. That's the yeah, devil's. Yeah. So so yeah. We're, we're living in this world is that we can be so overwhelmed and uh, we can fret because of evil. Mm-hmm. Now, the Proverbs and Psalms talks about don't fret because of evildoers. Yeah. Um, and uh, That's really where we need to be in these days more than anything else. I think the real temptation, the real trial is the trial of waiting on the Lord. Wait upon me. Wait upon the Lord. Psalm 27, verse um 14, it's the very last verse of that psalm. That's a nice psalm. for You know, really, seriously, I think it's a good thing to pray the psalms. Go, go. If you need to solidify who you are, you feel a little flaky, a little um, unsettled in your day, uh, go to the Word of God and just get quiet for a few minutes and refocus, re, re, uh, anchor, whatever, settle uh, in the Lord. He says in Psalm 27, he says, um, um, teach me your way, O Lord, verse 11, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen up against me. How many of you right now are in that place of being accused falsely? There's no hope. You're, you're just being trampled. You're being, there's hatred, contempt all around you. Start to forgive those people. Turn the crimes over to God. Turn the demons that are messing with you guys over to God. And ask God to restore unto that person and you the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's really your way out. Bless them. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Um, He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The goodness of God does not change from day to day or morning to to evening. The goodness of God is ever-present, very consistent. It's a constant in this world when everything else is flipping around like insanity. He says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Oh, wait, I say on the Lord. If God doesn't keep his word, then God's a liar. So you can take your word, this word back to the Lord and say, God, you said, wait on you, be of good courage. You would strengthen my heart. I need my heart to be strengthened. I need to know your goodness. I need deliverance. Paul said, who will deliver me from this body of death? Most of the deliverances we really need, the first deliverances are internal there be the deliverance of the programs of the enemy, his lies in your soul. And from there, we can go into the place where we can actually do something uh, externally for God. Preach the gospel, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Yeah. All of these things Psalm that we have. Psalm 61. Mm-hmm. Psalm 61, uh, in verse uh, 1 and 2. Well, let's go all the way to 3. Okay. Okay, um, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Mm-hmm. So he says, and I'm crying out to you, because there's times he says, my heart is going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. So what he's saying then, he says, he says what the, the psalmist is crying out, and David is, is writing this psalm under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Mm-hmm. Well, you you come to the place where you get a true perspective. Uh, I really believe that that's when we feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. or we're fretting because of evil doers. Mm-hmm. As, as the Proverbs you know, and Psalms warn us about, don't fret because of evildoers. Mm-hmm. It's because we've lost perspective. Mm-hmm. We need to get back. The old saying, get your focus back on Jesus, your mm-hmm. eyes Office. on Jesus, uh-huh. on God. Mm-hmm. Get a perspective because God is so far greater than all this. Mm-hmm. We have to look beyond the swill yeah. mm-hmm. of this world to the Lord, to his goodness, to his faithfulness. Um, 
find the you know goodness of God in the land of the living, mm-hmm. that's where we need to keep our heart focused. Otherwise, we, we, we will be overwhelmed. We'll be like carried away with the tide of evil. Right. I, yeah. And, and, you know, we have to remember that that is also part of the test. Part of the test we're in right now is to learn to rest and surrender, to give it up, to stop trying to fix things and be okay. And, and going back to the, the lies, if, if, if there's lies in this place of our heart, then it becomes a, a sanctuary for the enemy, a place to rip, rip us up. But you know what, honey, we've got a, a guest tonight. He's just kind of a, a, a last minute show. Uh, you, I think some of you might have remembered of, in the very beginning of Rescue Radio. We had uh, this strange guy. He showed up a lot. His name was Rusty. Um, and Rusty was on Rescue Radio a couple of times. And I've heard recently that he is thinking of doing his own radio show. Can you believe that? <laughs> Rusty doing a radio show, that that's, that would yeah. be something. So let's just see if but, I mean, would yeah. he is he coming in here? Well, right let's now? do a commercial and give him a chance to get settled and... Um, Let's okay. do a oh, quick I think, commercial. I think he's coming in now here. Yeah, well, he can just hold on. Say, you're coming into a studio, Rusty. You just got to kind of be quiet here, okay? Uh-huh. Just be careful. Okay. Life Recovery offers a wide variety of books, teaching manuals, CDs, and DVDs, all designed to expose Satan's lies and equip believers with the powerful weapons of spiritual warfare. Hey, welcome back to Rescue Radio, and we have a guest with us in the studio, and uh, Rusty, we haven't seen you for a long time. I have wondered about you. Where have you been? Oh, I've been been around a lot of different places. Uh, I've never been in a radio studio like this before here. It's kind of weird in here. Yeah. You got all this fuzzy stuff in front of me, and the microphones, and... Yeah, People don't, don't pushing be scared. buttons and lights, lights flash, flashing up and down all over. Yeah, it's kind of kind of scary for me. But well, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here, though. Yeah, I, I really you. am because it's. You uh, remind me of um, spring coming back. Spring, finally. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've heard of spring. Well, you know, you and I've heard this could be a rumor. You have to set us straight here now. Are you really thinking of doing your own radio talk show, Russ? Do you think you're up to that? Well, you know. Yeah, it's been a long winter, you know, you, you know, all this snow, and I, I'm kind of from further south, but I've been up here in Minnesota, and even if there ain't been a whole lot of, you know, snow and uh, this winter, but, you know, you got a lot of long days, and and, and you gotta, you got to get to thinking about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I, I've been thinking about a lot of stuff that, you know, you know, it's kind of like a buck, bucket list, you know? Yeah. The stuff that, that you want to do before you kick the bucket, which yeah. means you die, you know, because we're all going to yeah, die, yeah, right? Yeah, we got them there. Right? Oh, so I, I thought one of them things in the bucket list would be maybe going on the radio somewhere, but I don't know. They who, wouldn't let you, huh? I don't know who would let me <laughs> on the radio. So you're going to have to just do it yourself, huh? Well, I don't know. I don't have a studio or how to well, I'm sure that can and, all come to pass. But the problem is, Rusty, you've got to have something to say and something that's worth listening to. And I mean, well, I, I mean, there's a lot to say out there about a lot of things. Do you think you're going to be able to handle that? Okay. Well, I I do a lot of thinking. Well, I know, but uh, and, and some of the things I think about, I write down. Ooh. Well, okay. Well, you, you know, I mean, otherwise I'd probably forget them. But some I, of them things are are pretty. Yeah. I, I think they're almost smart. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. you know, is it is there a certain topic or set of topics you're going to well, kind of focus on? Is it spiritual? Yeah. Is it practical? There, there's a lot of things. You know, just looking at regular stuff, you can learn a lot about real important stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. God and the Bible and stuff. Yeah. So, because I, I, I'm a believer in Jesus, you know. I know you. You know that. Yeah. I, I love the Lord, but... Yeah, so I've written down. I was well, I've well, been thinking about doing like a book. Well, a book. Well, a book, a radio show. Man, I mean, it's spring. This is the time to go out and plant your garden, don't you think? That's for winter time. Well, yeah, I'm probably going to be planting garden too, but kind of in between time, you know. I <laughs> this winter and stuff, I, I've been writing stuff down about about this book and. Maybe, and some folks don't like to read much no more. Yeah, that's true. So maybe um, instead of just doing 
write in a book. And well, hey, I'm but, not very good at them. They're you know, computers. One of the things um, that I, you're going to... I could talk about the stuff that I was writing down maybe on the radio. So sometimes for some of folks like me, talking is easier than writing. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I know some people, they listen fast. And you talk kind of slow. Well, so I, you could, must have I could speed really, it up a little bit. You could, but you have to have some really important things to say so that they'll kind of get hooked in that truth that you're going to be well, telling them. Well, the Lord helping me, I think I could hook okay. them. On well, stuff. I'd love to see you do a home garden show. I mean, I can just imagine, and I see a, you've got a li, quite a list there. You, you know, I don't know uh, if you want to share any of that with us. We've got you see just my, a few see minutes. see my, my notebook here? Yeah, page after page. i got pages of, of... Are those all books or titles well, or chapters or chapter what? chapter titles oh, my, my book. Right well, just... Here. Just why don't you give us a, just a sneak preview? Pick out a couple well, of your favorites, maybe. Uh, uh, oh, there's so much. I'm kind of like you, Marjorie, because you always say there's just so much. Yeah. You, you to say you don't know always what to say. Yeah. And so it's kind of like that with my book. So you know, it's 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 in its early stages, <laughs> but uh, you might. Do you know my, how many edits are ahead of you, sir? Uh, what's an edit? Yeah, I know. I'm huh. on about my 15th edit of my uh, book, Cravings. Edit, and, yeah. Is that like where you go through it again and fix it up? Again and again you and again. You have to do a lot of fixing. Then you have somebody else edit it, and then you fix it again. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot kind of, of It's kind of like whittling something on the porch. You yeah. just have to keep cutting and right. smoothing. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So give me a couple of titles here. we well, got a few I'm, minutes, I'm, and I'm then thinking, we're going to have to. I'm thinking of the title of the book. Should I, are you ready for it? I'm sitting down. Now, this is people all over the world are hearing my title. I'm scared. This is now a working Title. It's a working title. Yeah, I, I heard that term, Work. so I picked it up. That means it's you're still working on it, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're that's good. You're still working on it. So I'm. Yeah. I, my title here is living living with creeping Charlie. Well, do people even know what creeping Charlie is? Well, they'll find out if they read the book. Yeah. What is is it? Is it your uncle or it's, something? It's, it's, a, it's a weed that actually is can... is good for you. Okay. It's a weed people try to kill in their yards, uh-huh. and they shouldn't kill it because it's good for them. I heard it's medicine. See, instead of killing the weed, you should eat. You know, let the weed. There's ways you can use the weed to keep other stuff from killing you. Oh, that's called uh, medicine. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I got some. You want me to run down some of uh, these titles yeah, and just, topics? Yeah, just... And and there, this is the thing is this isn't just silly stuff. There's there's really good stuff in here mm-hmm. about life and God and 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 scriptures and all that stuff. So okay. one of the things is that, um, well, one of the chapter titles. How many do you want me to read? Oh, give I don't me half a dozen. Too much. All, all right. right, here's one. You can learn a lot from a dog. Right. You can learn a lot from a dog. Okay, yeah. I I'm captivated. And then and then one of them is um, the value of a porch. <laughs> yeah, it's called sitting on the porch. Sitting. Yeah. And on the there's porch. another one. Huh. Uh, sparrows in the Martin house. Okay, sparrows in the Martin house. That yeah. could be a problem. Mm-hmm. That could bring a little and, war to uh, pass. How about this one? This this one, hot water in the toilet. Okay, yeah. Well, that's real luxury right there. Well, yeah. That's the... Um, so you're going to write a book? A, a burn, the burning barrel. Okay. The burning barrel. Are know? those still legal? Well, I, I don't know. I think... You I, may have I, to get a burning permit I, I, for some reason. Well, yeah. Who's going to watch you to make sure you don't break laws that you don't even know well, have been passed? I, I, I heard, keep, I heard yeah. Rusty, they they passed 40,000, 40,000, 40, comma, 000, 40,000 new laws just last year yeah, yeah. and and nobody's read them i don't suppose nobody knows if you're breaking them yet and, but and, and, i'm sure they'll find them some people just don't have enough to do is all they got to do is sit around and pass a whole bunch thousands of laws yeah they they need to wake up and do something different yeah well i think you're going to do some you know so, so here's stir up a, some trouble here a, yeah so there's another one here's called um oh let's see here there's so many yeah oh uh, Mulch ado do about something. I didn't mis- didn't mispronounce that. Mulch ado. Mulch ado about something. Oh, about something. Remember there was that William, what's his name, Shake something? 
Shakespeare. Much ado about nothing. This is mulch ado about something. Sounds like you're going to have a little bit of gardening tips for us. I'm yeah, and then, and then there's the big three. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are those? Ooh, love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. Yeah. And then stuck in the snow. Okay, hopefully that well, won't I'm happen I'm still anymore. here even though many others have died. <laughs> That's one. And then, hey, here's one. It's classrooms called funerals. Okay. So a funeral is a classroom. Did you know that? Yeah, where we're learning about what? And then another one. Here's one. One of my favorite phrases that I hate. Okay. It's not too bad. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of people say not too bad. And it is what it is. Um, And then then here's another one. Uh, uh, Well, eating good. Yeah. Eating good. That's that's one. So that's just a little. Well, I know. I know you have a lot of wit buried inside of you. A lot of what? Wit. I mean, is that like Whitman? Uh sort of. To oh. you, probably. Wit. Well, oh, I mean, wit means like you're funny. Right. Humor. Oh, I've been told I'm a, I'm funny all my life. So. Yeah. Well, I don't I think they. I don't know how I they am. meant that. But anyway. Oh, well, okay. this this looks interesting. I mean, yeah. I know that we get so serious on. On Rescue Radio about a lot of things because there's oh, a lot of serious I, stuff I out there. Be, I can be very serious. Well, yeah, tell? but I think it's okay for you to bring Can't the you other tell side, I'm practical, you know, fundamental, dirt, uh, fingers in the ground, getting your fingers dirty, boots on the ground, kind of thing, practical stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, hopefully, um, but you're not going to be doing it at the same time, I don't think, are you? At the same time as what? Well, as Rescue Radio. Now, mm-hmm. I stumped you, didn't I? Well, maybe. We'll have to see. Well, that's Maybe we could work out a deal Yeah. where I could be on your show. And this, well, we'll this see. Jerry, maybe when there's Jerry, he's always running around somewhere. He, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a, what is he, fly-by-night host? Yeah. He's, uh, he's a, something. He's, he's a, what? Roving. 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 He, he's, sometimes he's roving more than he's. Yeah, I know. I noticed Around. that. That's but maybe we... when he's roving, yeah, I we'll could see. I could come in and and help out a little bit. Or well, Rusty, I got nothing against Jerry. You know, he's he's all right. All right, I I yeah. I, I know. I mean, well, we could do something together, maybe too. He and I. It well, you know, there's uh, there's a couple me. things. We're just about out of time here. Oh yeah. So I I really you know we're going to have to have the listeners um give us some feedback maybe if they. I'll, I'll tell you what. Do you have a website hey, or listen, do you have a email? A website? No. You could. Only work. website I got. There's a spider web up in my bedroom that's <laughs> in, in your site. Kind of unsightly, and I should get rid of it. But anyway, I'll tell you what. I I I'm going to make a bold statement here. Okay. I believe that if I can get on the radio, I would I would certainly welcome folks to call in. And give me their questions. Okay. And I'll bet you, the Lord helping me now, only by the Lord helping me, I could come up with some answers and some things that would be helpful to them. Not that I know it all or nothing like that, but I know somebody who knows it all. Yeah, and maybe pretty... he'd leak a little information my way, and I could spit it out, or not spit it out, you know what I'm saying, yeah. through this here microphone, and folks could be helped by that. Yeah. So that's possible. So well, I think we should uh, pray about well, that. Well, yeah, you should. You should really pray about it. I mean, if if you don't want me, that's okay. If you well, you know you how do, we were talking I'm, tonight. I'm about available. Loving ourselves. You know, God doing what God has us to do. that old saying: God doesn't look at our uh, ability, but as much as our availability. And I, I feel like I'm available. So mm-hmm. I better be quiet now, so you can uh, yeah. wrap this here up. But thanks for letting me. Come well, into your, your yeah. fine studio here. It's just yeah. it's nice. It's been well, I'm nice. glad you joined us for this birthday celebration. And people, I know. Yeah, that. happy birthday, Rescue yeah. Radio. Going to have a party. Is there a cake and ice cream Oh, and yeah. Stuff? I just remembered. We do have a little cake and ice cream. Can everybody that's listening come over? No, I don't think they'll get time to get over here yet tonight. So we got just a little time. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this whole year that you've been faithful. Thank you for giving us your heart, your mind, and the people to listen. Thank you for our guests. Thank you for those who called in. Thank you, Lord God, that you will connect us even in deeper ways through conversations, through calls, through Internet, through emails, Father God. And we thank you now tonight for um, giving us direction for this new year. 
We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All well, right. Rusty's Rusty's out of here. So uh yeah, be good night, Rusty. Thanks for stopping by and 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 uh, all you that are listening to thanks for stopping by Rusty yes. Radio. Thank you. Good night. I have an emergency. What is your location? for your soul.